Welcome to Faith City Outreach, where your host, Marina Maria, reaches out to the world to discuss Christian topics and providing biblical solutions, as well as praying for the nations. Deuteronomy 31 verse 6 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. The music in this broadcast is provided courtesy of Zapsplat.com. Now, here is your host, Marina Maria. Faith City Outreach. This is Marina Maria with today's special guest, Dorothy Coleman from Prescott Valley, Arizona. Thank you for being here today, Dorothy, and driving down from Prescott Valley, Arizona to do this interview. Nice to be here. I am looking forward to hearing your testimony tonight because you have an incredible story about forgiveness. And based on your book, Forgiveness, Healing, Visions, and Dreams. First of all, I want to say that I am sorry that you lost your two sons. However, when I look at you, I can see that God has given you supernatural strength and peace to share your powerful testimony to millions of people that are going to be changed just by listening to your uh, testimony. Dorothy, Are you originally from Prescott Valley, Arizona? No, I was born in Fort Worth, Texas. Okay. And uh, when did you make the move from Texas to uh, Prescott Valley? Well, about five or six years ago. Okay. Please share why you wrote the book, Forgiveness, Healing, and Visions and Dreams. Well, I've written the book because my uh, son, the first one, was murdered in 1995. And, um, you know, it was a challenge because uh, I have to forgive because the Matthew 14, 16 says, if we do not forgive men, their, Jesus says, men, we, if we do not forgive men their trespasses, then Jesus will not forgive us our trespasses. Right. And we hear that so often, Dorothy. But... Yet, still, we as Christians struggle with with uh, forgiving people, forgiving others, even just for something so trivial as perhaps something they said to us. Was it challenging to write this book? No, it wasn't because, you know, I, I believe Jesus always prepare us before uh, things happen. Like back in 1975, uh, the Lord spoke to me one night, and he said, uh, read Revelation 3.10. And so I got up and I read my Bible, and it says, uh, because you have patiently obeyed me and kept my word, I will keep you from all the trials and tribulations which will come upon this world. He didn't say I wouldn't go through with them, but he said he would keep me. So uh, I can just really rely on that scripture. And uh, so I can see now that uh, I didn't know all these things was going to happen to me, you know, but it did. And I have so much peace and so much joy because actually Jesus was warning me at that particular time. I didn't even know it. Wow. Yeah. Now, is uh, how was he warning you about it? What do you w- mean when you when said he, he told was me that uh, he was going to keep me? Okay. It, you know, uh, even though uh, he was letting me know, even though we go through trials and testing, he was saying that uh, it meant that uh, it didn't mean that I would not go through with it, but it meant that he would keep me. And so to me, this is better than having gold. So it just locked up in the refrigerator. 
Right. Now, is sharing your book um, what God wants you to do now? Well, God wants me to uh, share this book with the whole world because there's a lot of people out there, they have such a hard time, you know, forgiving. Mm -hmm. So uh, first of all, we have to love Jesus. And then when we love Jesus, then it's, it's to me, it's easy to forgive. And he just gave me a supernatural healing. I just believe that. Amen. What do you hope this book does in people's lives? Well, first of all, I want people, this book to go all around the world. Amen. And I want people uh, to understand that, uh, you know, we're going to have uh, trials and tribulations in this world. But they have to understand that we have to go through Jesus. Because when Jesus walked this earth 2,000 years ago, he went through trials and tribulations. He, he was even murdered, you know. And so we have to uh, forgive people and just love them. Until we make it home one day. This is not our home. Amen. Now, uh, where were your sons uh, when the murder happened? Well, my first son was in California. He was coming home from work one evening with one of his friends, and uh, he was going to go out for uh, for dinner. And as he was leaving, going down the stairs and everything, well, he went to uh, let the garage open, and then there were some guys came up under uh, the garage door and took him uh, upstairs there with he and his father both. And they uh, tied them up and uh, put the uh, put the um, bags over their heads. And uh, so the young lady that was there, you know, she told about what happened, you know, and everything. And uh, so I can go even further than that, you know. Uh, she went to jump out the window, and this is when uh, she felt someone put their arms around her waist. And she, uh, when she fell out the window, well, uh, she uh, was standing up straight there. And I just believe that was the angel of the Lord holding her up because I would always pray up and down that hallway all the time. And uh, every time uh, she told me this, uh, it just really uh, let me know that, you know, Jesus was there with her because uh, she was a witness. And so she was able to tell everything that happened. Wow. Now, when you were first notified, what was your first response? Well, I was in Texas at that time, and I was uh, testifying in my church. And so I was going to speak that night at a missionary. And my husband, he worked that night, and so he was going to come up there uh, the next evening. So uh, when they told me that he was out there, and I just whispered, I said, One, I said, Lord, I said, what is he doing here? And so when I went out there, and I could see from a distance that my husband was, uh, he was crying. And so when I got a little further, a little closer to him, he said, Dorothy, he said, uh, your son and your ex-husband were murdered. And my first reaction was, uh, I'm human, just like everyone else. I just start going down to the ground, and I started yelling and crying, and everyone came out to see what was wrong. And then while they were coming out, well, I felt uh, someone put their arms around my waist and just picked me up, and I knew it was Jesus. And I felt so much peace right then. So at that moment, did you stop crying? Well, a little bit until I got home. And I felt so much peace. I, I just can't explain it. Right. Now, did your uh, husband have the same experience as you? Yes, he did. He cried. I think he cried a lot, lot more than I did. Okay. And he felt the same way? That... He felt the same way. Wow. Amazing. And this was just instantly that this happened, right? Instantly. After you. Okay. Yes. Wow. This is so amazing. Now, your... Um, where the murder was the murder caught? Well, actually, when I left, when I left Texas, 
I asked the Holy Spirit. I said, Holy Spirit, I said, whoever done this? I said, you know where their hiding place is? I said, you know all about them. I said, uh, get them. I said, because I don't want anyone else to be murdered. So when my husband and I left to go to California to prepare, you know, for the funeral, well, we went down to the detective. And so uh, I asked them if I could go down there and uh, visit these guys so I could uh, pray with them. And he said, no, Miss Coleman. He said, you don't want to go down there because these were some old uh, thugs off the street looking for anyone they could, uh, they could murder. And I said, well, I have forgiveness in my heart. And I said, I have to do this. And they said, well, I'm sorry, we can't let you do it. So anyway, he said, uh, he received the phone call and he said, Miss Coleman, he said, we have the guy that done that. He said, we're ready to leave right now. And uh, so he took a, a, a marker and he drew, uh, he had his picture already. He drew a, a marker, a line in his face. And he said uh, he was out there bragging in some state, you know, telling about what he'd done to my son and my, uh, my ex-husband. So anyway, uh, I found out later that he had a wig on, trying to disguise himself. But, you know, you can't hide from the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so they're on, one's on death road right today, and the other one will never get out. Wow. And were you ever, did you ever have the opportunity to uh, be face-to-face to them? No, I never have, but I still pray for them. I pray that God will, uh, will send someone in their pathway so they will be saved, because I don't want them to go to hell. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, did your son or sons know them? My, I don't think they did. No, this is my first son. Your first son. Yeah, okay, he was so just coming home did from he work. Know th- no, he didn't know them. He was just coming home from work one evening, you know, uh, preparing to go out for dinner. And just like I said earlier, the detective said they were just looking for someone uh, so they could rob. Wow. Okay. So um, what was the reaction to, um, let's say, from um, other people in your family? Oh, they just uh, couldn't believe it. You know, and my mom, you know, she was living with me during the time. And every morning I would pass by her bedroom. She was so sad. And I just hated to look at her because she would just cry, cry, cry all the time. And did you say anything to her that? Yeah, well, I would you... go over there and try to comfort her and let my mom know, too, that uh, that he's in heaven. I just believe that. And my mom, you know, she still was uh, saddened by it, you know, because that was her grandson. Right. Now, did they leave any children behind? Yes, yeah, we had about, we have four grandchildren. Okay. And um, do they look anything like them? Oh, yes, the girls do. <laughs> the boy, too. The he boys, like too. Yes. Oh, that's mm-hmm. sweet. And um, if you could see them face to face today, what would you say to them? Well, I'll tell them that Jesus forgave them, and I forgive them, too. That's just in my heart. I feel that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, so now you talked about your first son. What happened to him? What about your second son? What was the story behind? Yeah, well, 2014, 2013, I was having Bible study that night in my home, and I was telling all the people there that my son was coming to visit me from California to take me out uh, for my birthday. So uh, the days kept passing, the weeks kept passing. No, not my son. We never did see him. And so I kept wondering. I said, I wonder what happened to him. So early that morning, well, the Holy Spirit awakened me, and he told me to read uh, 
Second Timothy uh, chapter three. And it talks about in the last day, there will be perilous times. So I was telling my husband, I said, I wonder why he wanted me to read this. And so we got up and we read the scripture, you know, and everything about the end times. And during that time, as soon as we finished reading it, well, the telephone rung and it was my, uh, my daughter-in-law from California. So she told me, uh, my husband answered the phone and I could tell something was wrong. And so he gave me the phone and she told me that they had found his body in some vacant uh, lot. You know, he was coming uh, between California and some other little small place there waiting at the bus stop. And uh, so uh, his body, uh, I found out later that his body was uh, was thrown in some kind of a, actually it was robbery too. And uh, so uh, the only way they could identify him was by his teeth. And uh, so it, it, that just really broke my heart, too, because he was on his way to see me. And I said, oh, Lord, oh. I said, no more sons. I, I have no more sons. And, you know, uh, before my son, uh, the week before that, he came, about, about a week before that, he came over, <clears throat> excuse me, and he put his head on my lap. And he said, Mom, he said, uh, I don't think I'm going to see my 50th birthday. I said, why do you say that? And I started rebuking it in the name of Jesus. And I said, life and death is in the power of the tongue. And, he, and so uh, he said it again. And uh, so I said, uh, I just don't understand this. You know, and then it happened. You know. Um, wow. So I don't know. I really don't. Now, did you have the same experience um, with the second son, as far as you said, you broke down on the first the first time when you lost yes. your first son. Did you have the same experience again? I sure did. When she told me that, I just, in the kitchen, I almost just fell out and just started crying because mm-hmm. you know it's only normal. Okay. You know, we're all human, right? You know. Now, did your forgiveness also happen instantly? Yes. Again. And, and again, the Lord gave you the supernatural. Yes, peace. He did. And because I know it's nothing but the enemy, you know, whenever God has a plan for us to do, the enemy will come in there and he would try to, uh, to keep us from Jesus, you know, and, uh, and I just know everything in my life since my sons, you know, and, uh, it's just been supernatural, you know, maybe some people can't handle it, but I don't know why God is with me. You know, he chose me. Right now you said that, um, you have, uh, or God has brought you visions and dreams. Yes. Can you share some of those visions and dreams with us? Yes. Uh, back in 1975, I came home from work one day and I just lifted my hands toward heaven. And I said, Lord, I said, I go to church every Sunday. And I said, uh, I sing in the choir and we do lots of church work. I said, but I'm empty inside. I said, I need more of you. So I came home from school that evening, and uh, I was just turning the TV. Back during that time, we had uh, the rabbit ears, they call it. And I saw this little blonde-headed lady on TV. Uh, now I know it was Jan Crouch. And she would always talk about, Jan, uh, about Jesus. So that night, I went to bed, and I just kept telling Jesus how much I love him. And I must have dozed on off and went to sleep. So when I awakened, I saw this tall man walk into my bedroom. And he came over there toward me, and he placed his hands on my forehead. And uh, I just felt like an electrical feeling, a shock going all through my body. And he was just looking at me, just smiling. And uh, I woke my husband up. I said, Al, I said, Jesus has been here. And uh, so he said, oh, said, that's wonderful. So the next day, 
I called my mom. She lived right next door to me, and I was telling her about it. And so she said, is my daughter getting ready to, uh, to die? And I said, no, mom. I said, your daughter is getting ready to live. Amen. Yeah. And you wrote that in your book. You had yes, included that in your book. Too. I read that, yes, that part. There. Wow. We're talking to Dorothy Coleman from Prescott Valley, Arizona. She's the author of Forgiveness, Healing, Visions, and Dreams. Now, Dorothy, do you, uh, did, you, did the visions actually um, help strengthen your faith? It sure did. Because seeing like every uh, night, uh, every other night, God would give me a vision of my children. And sometime I would have them when they would be uh, riding in a car with white, uh, white robes on. And uh, it was just all sorts of visions. And we would all be together in the house together, just laughing and having so much fun. And ooh, I can just go on and on. <laughs> Did you, know, you like, share each vision or dream with your husband? Yes. And, and he enjoyed it. So he is falling on him now. Oh, really? So he has so dreams and visions so too So he now. has them too. Yes. Wow. Amazing. And did your did these visions and dreams help change your perspective about your uh, about heaven? Oh yes, I know Jesus is real. I know heaven is real. You know, sometimes people might not believe it, but right. all you have to do is just read that Bible because He says uh, in Acts two sixteen, "In the last days, I'll pour out My Spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams, and your young people shall see visions." Amen. Have you shared your book to others? And if so, what has been their response? Well, some people, you know, uh, they, uh, it's hard for some people to believe. But, you know, I asked my pastor when I was living in Texas, I was sharing some things with him about, I said, why is it always the children that see Jesus or angels standing around me? And he said, because children are innocent. Mm -hmm. So that was my answer. Wow. Now, when you talk about forgiveness in a crowd, when you're sharing your book to them, what has been their response in regards to forgiveness? Well, some of them do not uh, believe because uh, I grew up with uh, my girlfriend out in California since we were 10 years old. So after I was sharing with her about uh, my first son when he was murdered, and she said, uh, and I told her that uh, I had to forgive the guy that did that. So she said, you mean to say that uh, you forgave those guys? And I said, of course I did. I said, Jesus forgave us when he died on the cross for the whole world. And uh, so I think that kind of changed her, her mind. Amen. Mm -hmm. And he loved us when he was being crucified. Yeah, that's right. He Still carried that cross us. for us. That's right. Exactly. Wow. So true. And... What words of encouragement would you tell someone who is now grieving a loved one or who is struggling in their faith? I mean, some people even today can't, like I mentioned earlier, can't even forgive somebody for saying something to them. And yet you're able to forgive the murderers of your two sons. What would you say to them? Well, I would just say to them, you know, just uh, give it all to Jesus. You know, he's the only one that can help us because I look at the cross and what they did to him. You know, the Bible says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And whosoever believe in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And so we have to just look to Jesus for our help, you know, because uh, it's not going to get any better. And uh, he's the one you know, that will uh, take care of all of our needs. And uh, we know we're going to grieve and uh, 
And it's hard for some people maybe to not to forgive, but uh, it's the only way because if you do not forgive, then it's going to hurt you. You know, you're going to walk around, you know, that's why so many people have sickness in their bodies because they do not forgive. So you're hurting yourself. Exactly. And I think many people, many of us don't realize that it's hurting more ourselves than it is the other person. That's so true. And so we know that your book is, uh, we can buy your book um, at Amazon.com, right? Yes. And I did look it up last night, mm-hmm. and um, we know that it's for, uh, or I know that it's for $10. Yes, right? $12 with shipping if, they, if I have to mail them out. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, would you do the honor of praying for those people who are grieving a lost one or finding it hard to forgive the loss uh the loss of a lost one or a loved one and can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, would you be? Okay. Heavenly Father, uh, we come to you in the precious name of Jesus. And Lord, just the same way that you uh, had put forgiveness in my heart, but Lord, it doesn't work that way for other people. They do not see it that way, but just let them come to you, Lord God, and let them know that uh, you will forgive all of us of our sins, Father God. And uh, I know you gave me a supernatural uh, healing, Father God, but I don't know, you know, uh, it, it, with other people, it might work a little different, but just let them know that Jesus Christ is the one. It doesn't matter what we go through with, just ask him to help us and the precious Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit will lead and guide us into all truth. And so there's no other way in this world that we can make it without Jesus. You know, if you go to the doctor, the doctor can't give you a pill, you know, for a broken heart, but only Jesus can give you uh, exactly what we need. And I just know this because it happened to me. And so just turn your lives over to Jesus. And I know there's a lot of people out there that's grieving, but you just uh, ask Jesus to come into your heart and forgive you of all your sins and, and to help you. And he'll make it. He'll make a way for you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Now, I uh, am curious. Uh, I know you said you uh, have grandchildren from your two sons and, one, or from just one, one of the sons. Son. Okay. Yeah. And uh, are they or did they know about what happened to their father? Oh, yes, they did. What was their reaction and how old were they? Well, they were about uh, about four and five years old. And the first thing I did was to teach them. I said, you have to forgive. So uh, my granddaughter, she forgave right away. But my uh, grandson, he said, Nana, I have to think about it. So <laughs> one day we went in the kitchen, you know, and uh, I was fixing breakfast, uh, dinner after uh, lunch after uh, Sunday school. So he comes in there with this big, long letter. It's in the book there. Uh-huh. And he had written a letter, and he told me that uh, he, for, uh, he forgave uh, the guy that did that. And he said, I just believe that uh, they, were, uh, they were jealous of my dad, and they were just looking for someone to kill. So uh, I implanted that uh, in their little hearts ever since they were very young. Oh. And I asked them the same thing today. Okay. If they forgive those guys and they say the same thing, they forgive. And I'm so thankful to God, you know, that uh, they did not grow up in the world hating those guys. And even though the, one of them is still on death row, but they still forgive. And they say, we have to go on with our life. You know, and I like that. Amen. You know, so that's wonderful. And they <laughs> love Jesus. Amen. Now, are they in ministry? Well, they're on their way. I they're believe. On their way. Yes. Oh, how great. How cool. 
And um, so now I have your book in front of me, Forgiveness, Healing, Visions, and Dreams. I see that you have some drawings in here. Can you share a little bit what, why you chose to uh, just do some sketches of your visions or your dreams? Well, I did that because uh, it's what I saw. You know, uh, take for instance, like uh, I was teaching one Sunday uh, on the Holy Spirit. And I'm just standing up there in the in front of the the classroom, you know, teaching. And I saw these little girls. They kept looking up there toward me. And one little girl, she kept on uh, pointing. And uh, so I would tell her, I said, you know, you're not supposed to uh, talk, you know, while I'm speaking. And so she said, but Miss Coleman, I have something to tell you. I said, what is it? And she said, there's two big angels standing next to you on each side. And wow. I said, wow, I couldn't hardly teach that day. And so, yeah, my husband and I, you know, uh, and we uh, we tried to figure it out, you know, for days and days. And, and we said, I wonder why she was pointing to the, uh, the showing the little girl. And so uh, she was trying to uh, uh, see if the little girl could see it. But I understood later on, I was talking to my pastor about it. And he said, everyone can't see what, what God showed the other person. Mm-hmm. So she was trying to show this to the little girl, the angel, but she couldn't see him. Right. Only she could. Only yes. she could. It's mm-hmm. just meant for her to see just it. It's meant for her. That's right. Now, did it change her? Her It pers- sure did. Her oh, perspective. yes. She went on and told her mom and dad and everybody in church <laughs> that oh. she saw angels standing next to Miss Coleman. Wow. Now, um, what do you, what's your response to people uh, when they, uh, when they are, let's just say, skeptical about visions and dreams? Because I know that's something that a lot of us, even Christians, right. struggle to believe. That's right. Well, I just tell them to go to the Bible. I said, it's all there. I said, mm-hmm. uh, and I give them scriptures, you know, about it. It's in my book, you know, and everything. And uh, But it's like I say, it's mostly the children. But it's like you said, it's mostly Christian people. They do not believe. But Jesus uh, spoke to me and he told me, I do not have to prove myself to anyone as long as he showed it to me, you know, so... Uh, I don't get uh, upset about it because uh, they did Jesus the same way when he walked this earth 2,000 mm-hmm. years ago. So uh, I just go on. Amen. And you have um, one of the chapters is called Miracles and Healing. Could you kind of talk about that? You said, one night my granddaughter was in bed with me after we had finished praying. Yes. Well, my husband and my older son, he wasn't murdered then. But he was alive, and uh, so uh, they were bringing all the furniture uh, from California to Texas. So my granddaughter, we were in bed together, and every night before we go uh, to sleep, well, I always teach them to pray, too, just like I did my sons. So uh, one night she was uh, telling me, she said, Nana, she said, every night when you're in the bed sleeping, and she pointed at the door, she said, Jesus walks into that uh, in the door, and she said, he comes around to your bedside. And he places his hand on my heart. And she said, and Gary and Roscoe standing to the side with long white robes on. And she went on to say, uh, and the Holy Ghost. And when she said that, well, I jumped up and I started screaming. And my mom was living then. So my mom ran in the room and she said, Dorothy, what's the matter? And I said, Coco, you tell your nana what you told me. And so my mom said, uh, well, you know, said when he placed his hand on your heart, said he was healing your broken heart. And I said, that's what I received too, mom. And so from that day, you know, that's when uh, I just felt the presence of God, you know, and uh, 
and I can, it's so easy for me to forgive, not only with my sons, you know, or being murdered, but anyone can come along to me and try to say things to me that hurt me, but mm-hmm. it just goes away just like that. And that's why I know that it's supernatural. Amen. Now, does your granddaughter remember this, uh, this vision? Oh, yes, she remember. Every time I remind her that she said, <laughs> Nana, how can I forget? You know, she's 25 <laughs> years old now. Wow. Yes. Now, your mother um, also found out about it. Uh, what was her response? Did she immediately believe to? Yes, my mother believed, but she was just hurt, you know, right. her grandson being murdered like that. You know, and I asked my husband sometime, I said, just to think if she was living today and her second grandson was murdered, you know, I don't know if she could have made it because she was a little sickly then. But uh, they're all in heaven together, so I'll see them again, you know, one day. Yes, yes, you will. Now, did your mother um, end up forgiving the murderer? Oh, yes. Because it seemed like she had a harder time. She ended up forgiving, too. Oh, yes. I had a great mother, and she taught me when I was a little girl to love people, Mm -hmm. you know, so it was no problem there. Wow. And so I also see there's the cross in the sky, a picture of it in your book. Can you explain what happened at that time? Yes. Well, after we buried our uh, second son, well, the next day, we looked, my husband and I were sitting down at the table uh, eating breakfast. And all of a sudden, we looked up in the sky and there was a cross. And I knew that the Lord placed that cross there because he came to comfort us. And I had to put it in the book. Wow, so you took a picture of it and put yeah, it in the book. Yeah, took a picture and put it in the book. So he just been with us all the way. Amen. Now, there's another one, angels everywhere in my room. And oh. then you have pictures of angels, just, at, you know, just a bunch of pictures of them. Can you Yes, can you what talk happened there, well, the day before, uh, my husband and I had to go to the mortuary. And I said, Lord, I said, please help me. Uh, to get through with this to see my second son. And that night when I went to, uh, got in bed, fell asleep. And all of a sudden I saw so many angels, uh, all in my room there. And, uh, and they would just come down right in front of my husband. Then they came over to me and, uh, it was just so many of them. They lit up the whole room. And I knew that Jesus was sending them to give me peace because the next day we went to the mortuary. Well, there was a peace there. Wow. I can't explain it. Wow. Now, um, since you saw these angels, what did they look like? Little small ones. Okay. I can't uh, describe them, but I, I've heard in the Bible that uh, they might be like little cherubim or something like that. But they mm-hmm. were very small. And they just kept just, it was, ooh, by Were thousands they white? of them. Were they white or like? Yeah, I would say they were white. Could you see their faces? Yeah, and they were beautiful. Little small ones, just like little babies. They were just there to comfort me. Mm -hmm. Oh, it was so wonderful. And then sometimes I see angels where they're real uh, tall. They'd be standing in my doorway, you know, Mm -hmm. just looking at me. And sometimes I see a little girl or a little boy, you know, standing there with their little white robes on. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'll see Jesus standing there. Wow. You know, so... uh, it's just beautiful. He just lead me on the way. And one day I was at home. I had some friends over. We were at the table writing. And this lady says, Dorothy, she said, I see an angel right there in your veins. I had veins during that time. Mm-hmm. And she just kept on writing. I said, oh, because it's nothing to me because I know they're with me. Right. So it's like 
normal now. Yes. Every just place to I see go. Them. Now, do you ever, since you're so comfortable with them, do you ever start a conversation? Oh, no. Have you ever seen Because, uh, you know, the Bible said we're not supposed to uh, uh, worship angels. Right. You know, and angels do not want us to worship them. But I do know that we have angels, you know, watching mm-hmm. over us, and especially uh, the salvation of, uh, you know, uh, the body of Christ. But sometimes, you know, uh, the body of Christ, they're so busy, you know, uh, doing other things where they can't, uh, uh, they do not realize that we have angels right there with us to help us. You know, I can recognize them anytime. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, we got on the plane, you know, one time, for instance, and uh, there was an angel uh, right there with us. And they wanted my husband and I to go to a certain church that night mm-hmm. because the pastor wanted to share something with us. But uh, we didn't go because uh, my husband told her that we had just actually come from Alabama from his uh, mother's funeral. So we went downstairs to get our lug- luggage. There was no woman there, no uh, no lady there. So we went over to the church the next day. And they said we never heard of her before. And so we knew right then in our heart that there was an angel. Wow. Yes, I can just share so much, you know. <laughs> wow. And uh, so I, there's another picture here, you say, uh, or excuse me, a title, A Visitation. Is can that you the one share that, that? With the angel? I don't know. Yes, that with, that is with the angels. Is that the same one you were talking about? Yeah, that, that was an angel too there. Uh, when I was, uh, when I was uh, home one night and uh, I was uh, by myself, you know, I don't think that's in the book though. And, okay. uh, and so I was praying and praying and uh, there was an angel uh, came, you know, to visit me. Actually, uh, my family, some of my family, I saw where they weren't uh, saved. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was standing over by uh, my dresser. But this isn't in the book, though. And uh, back back in the living room. And uh, so they kept coming in one by one. And I kept sharing with them. I said, you guys have to be saved. And they kept going in my kitchen, sitting down, you know, and everything. And uh, so the last one came in. Uh, this guy was bringing in some beer. And I said, you know that I do not have that in my house. And so my husband left and went in the next room. And so they're all in there laughing, having a good time. And so I saw my big angel standing over in the corner in my living room. And so she looked over at me and she said, Dorothy, she said, it's time to deliver. And when she said that, I just started going up, up, up in the air, you know, and everything. And uh, I saw my family, you know, they were crying. I never uh, seen such a, uh, you know, the Bible says gnashing of teeth. Mm-hmm. And I saw that. And uh, so anyway, the next day, I, I, when I awakened and I started praying, I said, oh, Lord, I said, I'm going to have to pray harder for my family. And so I called them up and I was telling them about it. But some of them didn't, ex- uh, they got angry about it. But I still pray for them because this just happened recently. You know, oh, not too really? long ago. Yeah. But he was warning me that uh, just keep praying for him. Right. And she was a big, beautiful angel standing in the corner. Wow. Oh, Wow. And then one day after that, the next night after that, I was sharing with my Bible study, the people in my Bible study about it. And we were all sitting there in the living room. And all of a sudden, right in that same corner, there was a big light came in my living room, just flashed. And everybody said, did you see that? And I said, well, Jesus just letting us know that uh, he's the light of the world. And he was in the midst of all of us. Amen. That's what he gave me. Amen. Sure did. Now, I know you came today to uh, do the interview. You mentioned that today is one of your son's birthday. Yes. Is this the first son or the second son? The second son. Okay. You've been 54. 
Okay, he would be 54 today. Yeah, he would be 54 today. Wow. Yes. And I wake up this beautiful. morning and I said, Jesus, say hello to my son. Tell him happy birthday. <laughs> I just believe that. That's precious. Now, are you, um, are you involved in ministry at your church? Yes, well, we're on the prayer team. Okay. And my husband and I, we go to the nursing home, you know, mm-hmm. about two or three times a week. Mm-hmm. Bible study in my home. You know, so and now we're going into the schools, you know, uh, to pray with the children. Wow. And that's in my book, too. You know, uh, back in 1975, I tried to get uh, prayer back in the school, but they said no. But now I see that uh, all of these things that's happening now, it wasn't time for it. Mm-hmm. And so uh, when they came over to my church that day, that Sunday, and asked if anyone wanted to sign up, you know, to go over there and help those boys and girls. Boy, I was out there in that lobby fast. And so, uh, because, you know, and I told them, I said, you know, I said, uh, they want everything else in this school except Jesus. And I said, but one day they're going to be bringing guns in here. And that's what they're doing now. Wow. Now, was it challenging to to go to the schools and have prayer uh, prayer sessions there? Well, back during that time? Well, you said that right now you're doing prayer. Oh, you're, no, they, they they want us to come over there. Okay, so yeah, now they I do want it. you to Yes. Come. So yeah. how did that start? Did you initiate it or did someone come to you? No, someone came to us at our church about six months ago. Someone from the school? Yeah, from over in the district. Uh, from they, a district? Yeah, right. Was it an elementary, just out of curiosity? Yeah, elementary. Elementary. Yes, and okay. I love it because I love working with children. Yes, you know, and, and um, you did say you're, you were an instructional aide, right? Yes, Okay. back in California. Right. And so um, now do what is the response of these children when you pray for them? Oh, they love it. So when you go, what does it look like? What does your prayer session look like? You just go there for 15 minutes, an hour? Well, it's about an hour. Okay. But we get so much out of it, just being with the children and teaching them about Jesus, you know, and they they love it. That's awesome. And I said, oh, I said, the Lord is moving. Yes, he is. What kind of questions do they ask when you first talk about? God. Well, they asked us about Jesus, you know, and about uh, where was he born? Just a whole lot of questions, you know, children would ask, you know, right. and uh, we have the booklets for him. And so mm-hmm. they, uh, they draw little pictures, you know, and everything. So we really enjoy it. And my husband, he's right next to me. So Aww. he's there with me too. Only one. Right. And so sometimes we might play little games, you know, Bible studies and everything. He's, he's there to help me. And I love that. He's always been by my side. Oh, you know, almost 40, 49 years, May the 9th. Oh, that's yeah, beautiful. So I thank God for him. And so the children now, when you, um, do they end up praying, um, learning how to pray? Oh, yes. Okay. Every, they really do. And it's such a blessing. And I said, oh, Lord, I said, just to think. Back in 1975, I said, I tried to get prayer in school. I said, but uh, mm-hmm. the, they said no. But now, you know, I had it in my home, you mm-hmm. know, and everything. This little boy, you know, saw Jesus walking next to me in my home. Right. You know, he sure it's in the book. It's in the book wow. there, too. It's, that's something, too. Yeah, I'm so we need, to, we need to get the book. <laughs> yeah, get the book. It's all there. <laughs> to get yes. more details. Yeah, so I didn't ask for this. You know, it's, it's Jesus, you know. Uh, I didn't know he was going to use me like this, you know, but... Um, he does. He can use anyone. Amen. We're talking to Dorothy Coleman, who is the author of Forgiveness, Healing, Visions, and Dreams. Dorothy, now, why do you think people struggle so much with forgiveness? Well, especially to, Christians. Well, I think sometimes they might have sin in their life. Okay. And uh, it could be hard for them to forgive. 
Mm-hmm. And, and because uh, it only, like I said a few minutes ago, it only up, it only hurts you. You know when you do not forgive, but mm-hmm. when you forgive, you know then uh, everything just opens up. You know you feel so. I mean the joy of the Lord. You know He gives you peace and joy and happiness. But when you walk around with hatred in your heart, you know and everything, uh, like I said, it just hurt you. Mm-hmm. You know so. Uh, to me, it's just like I said, it's sin. You know uh, they must not be living. You know for the Lord because when you live for the Lord, you know uh, you're gonna you're gonna forgive. Right. You will. There's something going on there. Uh, they're grieving, and, and uh, so just turn it over to Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, He's a He's an answer to all of our questions. Amen, amen. Now, um, what would you tell somebody who, let's just say, for example, um, someone who is um, not only just grieving, but someone who says, "I just can't forgive. I just can't." Because I've heard that so often, or they say, well, I'll think about it, or maybe later, or that person doesn't deserve my forgiveness. Well, I would say that, uh, look at Jesus. He didn't say that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he forgave all of us of our sins. Exactly. You know, so uh, it, it really shouldn't be. I know people say that, you know, but it shouldn't really be that hard, you know, uh, if they have the love of Christ in their heart, mm-hmm. you know, and... uh that that's how I feel. Right. Amen. Now, if you were to give a sermon about a certain topic, what would it be? Some containing my book. Okay. Well, I would say forgiveness because I believe that's a, a one of the hardest things that like we were discussing with mm-hmm. people all over the world. That's the first thing they might say. Well, I do not forgive them. I do not forgive them. And uh, so uh, that's because my pastor preaches about it, too, a lot of forgiveness. And uh, even like you said a few minutes ago, some Christian people, you know, it's very hard for them to forgive. Mm -hmm. But the main thing you need in your heart is love. And when you have love in your heart, uh, love covers everything. Love covers a multitude of sins. That's right. You know, because Jesus, Mm -hmm. he loved us, the the whole world so much. Mm hmm. So when you have him and have love in your heart, you know, then it's easy. Amen. Now I have a, a scripture about forgiveness. It's in Matthew six fifteen. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. That's right. And you know what? Uh, I believe uh, if you do not forgive, it's going to keep a lot of people out of heaven. Mm-hmm. Because that's in red. Mm-hmm. Jesus said that himself. So uh, people better think about that. You have to forgive. Right. And we have another one. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Colossians 3.13. Yes. And I think we should uh, bear one another's uh, burden because this is the way that I am. You know, when I see a person that uh, struggling with uh, forgiveness, you know, I do and say all I can, you know, to try to help them. And I have won some people over, you know, to Christ too, by Mm -hmm. just the way that I uh, respond to, you know, uh, forgiveness. And I love that because uh, Jesus is using me, you know, uh, in these last days. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I have to go forth and do what he's called me to do because I don't want to see people, you know, going in a different direction. And I do not want to see them hurt. 
you know, mm-hmm. and I just love to go and put my arms around them. I could be in Walmart like I do a lot of time, and I'm, I'm attracted to people. You know, they'll come over to me. Uh, oh, what a beautiful smile. And this is how we... Uh, we start our conversation, mm-hmm. you know, and some of them might, you know, ask me about forgiveness or whatever we're talking about. And I just love sharing with them, you know, about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Amen. That is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And and then when they when they know that you have forgiven the murderers of your two mm-hmm. sons, I mean, it's like you give people a new perspective about yes. forgiveness. You That's encourage right. others yes. to forgive quickly. That's and right. not hold on to it for such a long time. Yeah, that's it, right. It does no good to us. That's so true. So that that to me is is something that I've learned from you. And yeah. um, even when I heard about your testimony and or your book, it just like made me think twice about forgiveness. Yes. And made me think about not holding on to unforgiveness um, for too long to instantly forgive. Yeah, that's So true. I thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. I want to leave this last scripture. And this scripture is in uh, Isaiah 41.10. And that is, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Beautiful. Psalm 117, praise the Lord, all you nations, extol him, all you peoples, for great is his love toward us, and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. We have run out of time, but Faith City Outreach can be heard again on Sundays at 3 p.m. and Monday, Wednesday, Fridays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time. This radio program is sponsored by King Jesus Christ Ministries in Phoenix, Arizona. You have been listening to the Faith City Outreach with Marina Maria as she interviews Christian pastors and leaders to discuss scriptures and topics affecting the Christian community and to pray for the nations. If you need to contact Marina Maria, please email her at fcoprogram at gmail.com. If you are looking for a Holy Spirited and bilingual church in the Phoenix, Arizona area, I invite you to King Jesus Christ Ministries at 3106 North 35th Avenue, Suite 3, Phoenix, Arizona. Zip code is 85017. The music used in this broadcast is provided courtesy of Zapsplat.com. Until next time, Marina wants to remind you from Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.